You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Clemson Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. We have made it to the first Thursday of the year. Couldn't be more thankful. We've got a good show for you today, but before we get into it, let me just say that I appreciate your time to talk Clemson sports. I know this country is going through a very tough time, and I hope this show, as well as my other colleagues around the Locked On Podcast Network, can offer you a bit of relief. A place to come that can help ease your mind of all the pain that we're dealing with right now. But with that said, first up, we're going to be talking Clemson men's basketball team. I really like what we're seeing out of this team. If they continue playing to this level, they can really make some noise. And not only the conference, uh, which is first, but the entire league. Super exciting stuff. We're also going to be talking about who replaces Jackson Carmen now that he has decided to forego his senior season for the NFL. All of that coming up on Locked On Clemson. If you haven't already, please head over to wherever you find your podcast and make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Clemson podcast. That way you can get the episodes as they drop. You don't want to miss a single one. Also, make sure to review the show and leave a Titanic-sized five-star rating on the show. Let's go. Let's go ahead and go in on Clemson Athletics. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Brad Brownell, head coach of the Clemson men's basketball team. He has the hottest and the coldest seat in college basketball, what seems like every single year. Half the fan base thinks he should be fired. The other half thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread or Oliver Purnell. <laughs> but, you know, he's really surprised us with this team this this year. I think they're playing above their ability. But at the same time, this might be one of the most talented teams that he's had in his era at Clemson, uh, a 10 plus year era at Clemson. Now, they are nine and one, 19th in the country. If not for a loss up in Blacksburg that we talked about earlier in the year, I think they could have potentially cracked top 15, top 10. This team is really good. (laughs) I mean, they are more, more. I don't know. They just seem like they want it more than other teams before. And that's considering we've had teams make it very deep into the tournament. Uh, I'm just super excited about this team. Let's go ahead and talk about it a little bit. Of course, this team won yet another nail biter at home against the NC State Wolfpack 74 to 70 in a game that saw them get down really early. It looked like they were going to lose yet again Uh, at break. It was 39-32. And it just seems like they were getting outshot in this game. They were getting ran out of the court with shots. And this team is known for their defense. But again, this team has gotten together and gelled in very, very quick time. You know, this might be the best recruiting effort of Brad Brownell since he's been there. You know, we've known that he's been the recruiting you type guy. He's had uh, transfers from everywhere. Reed, uh, Donald, Mitchell, uh Thomas, even if you go back a little bit further, he's had a lot of transfer guys, but now he's getting that young talent talking about Sims and Dawes and you're getting guys like Tyson, you're getting guys like PJ Hall. This is really starting to flip things for Clemson and we're seeing it on the court now. They're they're playing some of the best basketball uh, that they've been playing. And, we, and again, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the game. Of course, we know that it took a last second shot from Sims to beat Miami down in Core Gables. They were able to pull up yet another one with a yet another Daw shot to go ahead in this game at home and Little John against NC State. Again, this game looked like an NC State win from the f- most part of the game. It just seemed like they were 
down. I don't know what happened with this team. They were not playing to the speed and the standard of what we've seen out of them this year. But Nick Honor really turned it on. 21 points off of five three-pointers in this game. Uh, that really tied it in the final minute of the game. That's where things started turning Clemson's favor. Uh, they just needed to step up, and you want the ball in Honor's hands. He's that tiny terror. Uh, he's only about 5'10", 5'11", but the guy can really move. Another transfer from Fordham. Um, right now, this Clemson Tigers team could really make some noise. According to our friends over at betonline.ag, they have 11 to 2 odds to win the ACC regular season. To me, that's a far cry from what this team has been known as a perennial uh, middle-of-the-road team. You know, they, they'll beat some teams they're not supposed to. But we've got a pretty big game coming up this weekend. If they go up to uh, Chapel Hill and win yet again, and you really have to start changing your mindset on this Clemson basketball team. Uh, they're nine and one that they're tied with Virginia tech in the rankings. Uh, Cause again, Virginia tech beat them, but this team is playing so much better than I've seen a Brad Brown on the team. Again, they, they live and die on defense. One of the best in the nation as well. Uh, fewest points allowed They're They're not, you're not scoring on this team. You're not going to score a whole lot of points on this team on a regular basis. They did get outshot for the most part of the game, by NC State. You can't really, you know, fight that. It's kind of hard when this team is draining everything that's coming out seemingly. But again, this defense stepped up. It's one of those deals where Brad Brownell is starting to get better with recruiting. If he can continue doing this, um, it, it's it's one of those things. Clemson could end up being more of a mainstay in the ACC. I'm excited about it. The one thing I did feel a little weird about, and I said this earlier, and I'm kind of talking in circles, that's kind of what you do with this basketball team. Because, again, sometimes they look like a championship-caliber team. Sometimes they don't. But NC State had no problem getting to the basket on this team. They had no problem at all in the first half. Then we saw this championship-level defense from this Clemson defense, and they really took it over. So, uh, you know, some of this – a lot of people will say it was because NC State shooting got worse later on, but I disagree. I think Clemson tightened up in this one. But, hey, if they can go and get this win again in Chapel Hill, they really got a shot. And I'm going to be talking to Locked On Tar Heels host Candace Cooper tomorrow's episode. We're going to preview the game a little bit, get you guys ready for that. Uh, coming up in the next segment, though, we're going to start talking Clemson football again. There's some stuff happening with the NFL. There's some players leaving, so I definitely want to get in touch with that. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at betonline.ag. Are we ready for some football? There is, you know, a huge matchup coming up, Ohio State, Alabama. Maybe it'll be delayed. I don't know. They're already talking about COVID issues. Hopefully not, but we know what's going on there. That's a big matchup. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture. Even clearer. We know who's playing who now, and it's super exciting to get ready about that. And you want to know who's going to win those games, right? You want to know all the lines and everything. Well, there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Get that bag. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Ah, yes, 2020 is mercifully over. We've made it to the first Thursday of the year, so hopefully we're excited to get to the second one, right? And it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. 
If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, which you know you need all the info on right now. They're picking football and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're all in here at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. We're going to be talking about the offensive line now. We're going to have some news coming out. Jackson Carmen, left tackle for the Clemson Tigers, has declared for the 2021 NFL Draft. What are they going to do along the offensive line now? Who will replace him? They're going to have a couple of other spots that are up for grabs. We don't know if players are coming back for another year. Um, some players have an option as fifth-year seniors to come back for a sixth year. Uh, we also have, you know, possibly transfer stuff. So we'll see what happens with this. I'm not going to get you guys through all of those things and my thoughts. First and foremost, Jackson Carmen leaving. I'm not necessarily sold in the fact that he should leave. I kind of feel like he should have come back for another year, get some better tape. Uh, but fan side alone, I feel like he needs that. I feel like Clemson needs that from a business standpoint. I can understand if he's got a good grade from the NFL. Dabo Swinney has already talked with those scouts. He's already got the grade for Jackson Carmen. He probably knows where he might land, which I'm thinking, you know, late first, maybe middle second. I don't know that he uh, really got himself to a point where he could be one of the top few tackles taken. Now, the name Clemson is going to help him out a lot. Believe it or not, this guy was a five-star coming out of the high school, but I just don't want him to have the same scenario as a guy like Mitch Hyatt, which they kind of had, you know, mirroring careers. We'll talk about that a little bit too. I just don't know that he's ready to go yet. And I feel like his tape, you see him his freshman year coming in to spell a guy like Mitch Hyatt, did a really good job, gave you a lot of things to be excited about. His sophomore season, okay, you, you now you're the man. Let's see what happens. His senior, junior season, excuse me, I don't feel like he progressed anything. In fact, I think there's, in some areas, you could say he even regressed. So it's really hard, as everyone knows, to get a read on linemen coming out of high school, and it's really hard to get a read on linemen coming out of college. Depends on where you play, what system you're in. Jackson Carmen coming out of high school, you're 6'6", 330 pounds as a high school senior coming into Clemson, your art, your body's ready. Remember it took him a little time. He had to lose some weight, get into football shape and be ready to play in high school. You can blow everyone off the line. You know, it's really hard. You don't really have to worry about technique as much. Sometimes these things get, you know, exposed in like camps or whatnot, but at the same time, it's hard to get a read on them. It's even harder for a guy who plays in a system like Clemson's, which is why, in my honest opinion, I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's a system thing. A lot of Clemson players don't get drafted in the NFL very highly because they just don't have the right prerequisites for what NFL teams like to do. Uh, how often do these guys put their hand in the dirt? Uh, Jackson Carmen rarely ever does. He's a stand-up left tackle. In the NFL, he might have to. Who knows? But that is the most treasured position in football, the left tackle if you have a right-handed quarterback. And let's face it, Almost all quarterbacks are right-handed. Uh, Tua Tungavaloa is like a <laughs> one-in-a-million type guy. There haven't been very many left-handed quarterbacks outside of Vic, some other guys, but there just haven't been a lot of them. So 
I'm concerned about it. I know he's not going to be a f- one of the first tackles taken. I know that the first tackle taken will be Panay Sewell from Oregon. I think if he came back at Clemson, offensive line's a little bit different than, say, a quarterback or a running back. As a quarterback coming back, you really, unless you know that you're going to have a great season, you're risking your grade. If you came back, let's say a Taj Boyd, if he left his junior year, uh, he might have been still in the NFL right now, but he came back and didn't necessarily do anything to raise his stock. Whereas Travis Etienne came back, and I believe he did raise his stock from what he was given, the grade he was given last season, postseason. I think what happens in that scenario is, hey, we've seen that he can be a great pass catcher. He's worked on his pass blocking. Um, he's a great runner. We know that, but we've seen him in different ways. His extra tape has given us more reason to be able to draft him in the first round. You saw that with a guy like Josh Jacobs at Alabama for a tackle. You can do so much better for yourself. You can show, Hey, I am an elite left tackle. I'm not saying Jackson Carmen is not a really good or elite player. Do I think he's ready for the NFL? No, that's an, that's a question in and of itself. Um, do I think Clemson has the pieces for that? I think so. We'll talk about that right now. Moving over to the left tackle spot, in my opinion, would be Jordan McFadden. He started this season as the right tackle. I think he probably graded out to be the best tackle, the best offensive lineman this season for Clemson. And that's a little surprising considering you had a couple guys with experience, a guy like Matt Bockhorst, who, in my opinion, had a lot of mental errors. The talent's there and the effort's there, just a lot of mental efforts. A couple of crucial issues in the playoff game this year really set Clemson back. And then Cade Stewart, who is really kind of working in on his own at the center position. The last few years, the center position has been shuffled around. After Justin Falsonelli left, you had guys coming over from different positions playing that spot. Uh, Sean Pollard, who everyone thought was going to be a right guard because he played right guard, but his freshman season, he was a right tackle, ended up being the center over Gage Savinka, a guy who actually had snaps at that in his uh, junior year. So Clemson's really good at cross training, but we want to get more guys who are really good at one thing. Uh, That's how you get really good. You don't necessarily see Alabama switching guys in and out at different spots. Um, I just, I'm pretty solid on a guy like Jordan McFadden going to the left tackle. But that will open up the right tackle spot. And in my opinion, I think it's going to be Walker Parks. I think Walker Parks shows you enough this year. He's going to come out there and crack heads. Great, strong player. He's going to add a little size on this offseason, get more acclimated with the playbook. I'm really excited about this. I think the tackles for Clemson will be really good going forward. But it's that interior that I'm still worried about. I don't know what's going to happen with Bockhorst. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, a guy like Cage Stewart. Do those guys graduate? Do they transfer? Do they just decide, hey, maybe I want to try my hand at the NFL? Don't know. I think that right guard spot is going to be taken by uh, Mason Trotter. He's going to have an opportunity to really come in and play. Uh, Same with a guy uh, on the left side of the ball. Maybe those guys can switch. It doesn't really matter. Uh, It just depends on where it is. Mason Trotter has been bringing in. I think Paul Teo can have some spots inside and out too. He's a big body that you could probably use in that. Uh, And you have Bryn as well. Those guys can play multiple spots. I'm excited about these young guys we have coming in and Pennington and, you know, Tristan Lee might have a shot to come in and get a, you know, get a spot. We will see. But again, it's hard to evaluate offensive linemen. And we're going to see where Clemson goes with this because this is really crucial. I I talk about this all the time. When Clemson was the elite of elite, they had both the defensive line and offensive line 
working as units and winning their battles. I don't think we've done that in the postseason the last two years, which is why we have gone home with no real big-time hardware. Uh, but we will get back there, and I'm confident that they will. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to be talking more Clemson football. But before I do that, let me tell you about our friends over at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. It's no secret about that, right? But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. And that's just kind of a sham too. But rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. So it's really easy. You go there, get whatever you need. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet if you need it. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks. Again, I told you, uh, you don't even need a membership or account login. You can get it delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well. Quickly to see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, like I said earlier, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same part? It's going to do the same thing, right? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Final segment of the Locked On Clemson podcast is here. We're going to jump back in where we trailed off in the second segment. We're going to talk more about the offensive and defensive lines at Clemson. So, again, I just want to make it known that we all can see it. Clemson has been the most elite when they have had both offensive and defensive line play be very, very good. Go back to the 2016 season. You had a pretty decent offensive line and the uh, really great defensive line that's building a lot of the stars that were uh, from the 2018 season was there and they were budding. But then you go to the 2018 season, you have a really good offensive line. You have the best defensive line in college football that season. And we saw it was no secret why Clemson was just waxing everybody. Well, the last two seasons uh, we've gotten to post play and playing teams that are on our level or might be a little bit better that season. And we're just losing those battles the defensive line this season was pretty good. I mean, you had to rely on a true freshman because of COVID uh, really taking guys like XT out. Um, KJ Henry's kind of working on this thing. Justin Foster wasn't there, who we know was going to be a starter for this Clemson defensive line. But they were able to really make some things work. You had Tyler Davis out before a little out for a little while, but you were able to have some veteran guys like Jordan Williams and Niles Pinckney come in. And then you had uh, a complete bright spot and Brian Brzee come in and be able to play and start for this Clemson defensive line on the interior. Then you had Miles Murphy, again, like I said, coming in, starting because you had some injuries to other guys and COVID-related things, uh, really became another bright spot. So I think in the future, this Clemson defensive line is going to be nasty. Can I say the same about the offensive line? Maybe. And we'll get into this, too. There's something I want to think about here. And if you will, just hit me on Twitter. I want to know your thoughts on this one, too. But 
I can point to the best years of Clemson's defensive line. I can say that the 2014 defensive line was really good. I can say that the 2016 line was blossoming and pretty good. I can say that the 2018 was the best college football defensive line we've seen in college football. Uh, even, you know, I know Clemson fans, we, we've had the, the the Perry brothers and things like that, but that 2018 line was legit. Uh, three of those guys in the first round for a reason. But I can't quite tell you in the Debo Sweeney era which offensive line was by far the best, which one was elite if we've ever had one. Now, That can be an issue. Of course, Clemson's won two national championships with this offensive line play for the last 10 years. So I'm not really ragging that. But at some point, it's going to catch up with you. And like I said, it has this past two seasons in postseason play. We've played teams that have much better talented uh, defensive lines than we have offensive line. And the thing is, we have talent on that offensive line. So I don't know what's happening, but they've got to get it fixed. We talked about the guards a little bit. I think that... Um, you're going to have a guy like Mason Trotter who came in a lot this year, got his feet wet, got baptized out there a couple of times, but really did well for a guy who was a preferred walk-on. And then you also had a guy uh, like Paul Teo come in and be able to play, uh, not really expecting them to have to, but you've had injuries and plus COVID it's really made its mark this season. But you might have those guys in case a guy like Matt Bockhorst leaves. In that event, again, I think one of those spots are going to go to Mason Trotter. Paul Tio's there, but you also have this center spot that you might have to worry about as well with Cade Stewart. I don't know what's going to happen with Cade. Um, maybe he tries to go to the NFL. Maybe he just graduates and transitions to a GA spot. Maybe he's just done with football in general. I don't know. Maybe he comes back. If he does, you still need that insurance behind him. And I think a guy like Hunter Rayburn is probably going to be able to do that too. Remember, we still have Will Putnam. I'm not pushing him back. But I don't know what they're going to do with him. He can move him around. Maybe he'll be a center. That's why I didn't really talk him about him a lot in the guard spots. You know, Robbie Caldwell is notorious for switching these guys around. So it's possible that he could be in a different spots. Bryn Tucker is going to be really good for us. Uh, there's a lot of guys that can really come in and play for this Clemson offensive line. They got to figure it out because that's going to affect DJ Uyunglele. If he has a great offensive line, we already know what he can do with his arm. If he has the ability to sit around in the pocket, he's going to destroy almost every secondary that he's out there against. Same for the running back, whoever that may be going forward. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Lynn J. Dixon, but we don't want to see another year where our we're having run averages in games of one yard per carry. We don't want to see uh, another running back that was the best running back in your history only have 2.2 yards in a playoff game because we just we're, we're not getting done in the trenches. So I think they're going to work on this. I think they've got a plan in place. Like I said, they recruited really well. That's never been a problem with Clemson. You've been able to get really good players. Now, has Clemson been able to get those top of the line, number one overall offensive linemen in their position? No, they haven't done that very often. Of course, Jackson Carmen was one of those guys, but we see what's happening there. Clemson has to figure it out. If they do this, Clemson will be back on top. And again, DJ Uyunglele with all the time in the world back there, just scanning through defensive coverages with Justin Ross if he's back there, Joseph Ngata, Frank Latson, EJ, um, all the new guys coming in, the Collins boys, Stilato, Will Taylor even, Brennan Spector. He's got weapons. If he has time to do it, he's going to flourish. And if the running back has lanes to run in, that's going to change a lot of what Clemson's offense looks like, and they will be back to pure dominance. 
They've been dominating the ACC. We've seen this year in and year out. This is why they're the six-time ACC championship consecutively. But we're going to have to work on this, and it starts in just a few weeks. These guys will be starting mat drills and getting ready for the 2021 season, getting spring practice ready. And I'm excited about it. It's a tough pill to swallow, but we're here to do that because that's how you get better. You learn from your mistakes. And with that said, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you more than you know. Follow me on Twitter at Ellis Talbert. That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T for more conversation. We'd love to have you. And please subscribe to the Clemson Locked On Clemson Podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That way you can get the episodes as they drop five days a week. I'm going to be here with you, talking you through the day. I know the workday is going to be hard. There's a lot of stuff going on with the country, but we're going to get through this together. And if you will, review it and leave a five-star rating on it. It would be very awesome. Tomorrow, we're going to be doing the game preview, men's basketball at North Carolina Tar Heels on Saturday. Super excited about that. We're going to be doing that tomorrow with Candace Cooper, host of the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. Man, I got to see what she's got to say. I know she's going to bring the heat. With that said, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. I'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Clemson.